The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now, only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. But now my members have to go back to their districts for the holidays, explain why we kept the gravy train running with a rising deficit and an economy crying out for tax relief. It's an economic situation that calls for action, not status quo spending. A 3% may sound painful, but it's only for two months. It'll show we're serious. What's next? Sir? In two months, 5%? 50? How many rounds do we go, Jeff? I'm just asking. There is no next, sir. I mean, not to get too technical, but this government runs out of money at midnight, and my guys have gone home. This is it. There is no altering this offer, Mr. President. Let's be clear, sir. We cannot, we will not vote to keep on footing the bill. You will be held responsible for shutting down the federal government. Then shut it down. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. It is another Tuesday, and we're all still here. How about that? It is Tuesday, January 23, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, as always. My name has not changed. Hello, Bob. Right. We are brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It is the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Get legal advice or just hire the best lawyer in the world at TheBowenLawGroup.com. Okay, so in between actually doing the show on Friday, doing the after party on Friday and doing the show today, in between there, there was an entire government shutdown where the government shut down and then it reopened while we were all <laughs> on the podcast just sleeping. We're, we're just all napping. So let's get caught up. Yep. Calling yep. Buzz the Galaxy's greatest hero. Skilled, courageous, and ever vigilant. Yep. Leaping into action, Buzz hurdles to the rescue. Here he comes. His ongoing mission to protect the universe from the dark forces of evil. And Republicans. The adventures of Buzz the Star Command. Okay, here he is, Buzz Burbank. Hi. Hi, Buzz. I, I think I spilled something on my cape. 
<laughs> from all that hurtling. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you go through things. Uh, is it wrong that I uh, now mouth along with the opening announcement of the show when the guy says it's the Bob Seska show? I just mouth along with that now. Well, because, because it's, it's, of course, you. Because it's me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> listen, I know you have taken, and before we start, I know you've taken a little crap uh, on social media over your musical taste. Oh, really? And, yes. And you've expressed a love for horns. Uh-huh, yeah. Right? L- yeah lately, and, I've really been in the horns, yeah. Well, I just want to say I like them, too. And if loving Tower of Power, Chicago, and Blood, Sweat, and Tears is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I'm just getting old. I, I feel like, no, uh, no, as, as no. I guess you approach 50, you start loving no, uh, no. Uh, uh, white guy bands that have horn sections. <laughs> horns rock. Horns are hip. Horns were have always been part of jazz. Absolutely. Uh, we just lost Hugh Masekela, who was a trumpeter. Uh, uh, you know, this, some of our greatest music uh, uses horns, and even contemporary stuff, stuff that rocks. And uh, I think I gave some good examples right there of, of just that. <laughs> you know, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean Lawrence Welk, although it is fun to kid you about that. Yeah. Well, thank thank you for the <laughs> consolation. Yeah, I was yesterday. I was listening to a lot of Phil Collins and Chicago. Uh-huh. I'm feeling uh-huh. really like. Holy God, I'm getting old. I'm listening to adult no. contemporary now. No, no, it's manly. It's powerful stuff. <laughs> ba da pop. You know, those are, that's exactly. powerful stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. We'll find decent ways to uh, rationalize it like that. How about that? <laughs> oh, I think we've proven it, Bob. I don't think, I don't think there's any more discussion needed. I started listening to fewer guitar based bands and more horn based bands. That's, that's a surefire sign that I know what escrow means. I am a middle aged <laughs> man. No, knowing that means you're old. Uh, liking horns is a separate thing entirely. Uh, you'll 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 drift back. You have liked the guitars before, and you will like them again. Good God! I, I, you know, I am just I'm I'm fighting age right now. I'm fighting age uh-huh. be- because I, I'm at that point where that's crazy. Yeah, I'm just. We've been observing this for a long time. Uh, buzz on the show, <laughs> which is the uh, the idea that Gen X is getting old. Generation X, and it's just it's so bizarre seeing us seeing the Gen X people. I was talking about it on the. Uh, after party on Friday, like looking at Lars Ulrich from Metallica, who now looks like, you know, the old man in the sea. He looks he's right. getting Lars Ulrich from Metallica is starting to look like Walt Whitman. That's <laughs> that's where we are with Generation yeah, they do, X. They now. do. And, you know, we're losing losing a lot of our favorites in music. And, uh, you know, that's that's another sign that you're starting to get up there a little bit. Yeah. But uh, be proud. And and I think there is a certain wisdom that comes with getting older right. uh, for the most part of. Uh, uh, Trump voters notwithstanding, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, otherwise, I think generally there is a wisdom that, that comes with getting older. Well, I also feel, you know, I feel like in the Trump era, I feel like uh, we may be aging prematurely too from the stress mm-hmm. of everything. It just seems I, like yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. that one one year seems like ten. Uh, it, right. it certainly feels that way. Yeah, but I don't think that's the case either. And we get some of this stuff taken care of. You'll feel mm. like a kid again. Well, we are on Trump Crisis Day 369. It is 286 days until the 2018 midterms. Get your ass registered to vote. Go do it yep. now. Uh, Take other people. Make them do it. All right. So, God damn it, where do we begin? Um, government government <laughs> shutdown. I was talking about that at the, the top of the show. We had a government yeah. shutdown over the weekend. Uh, where, of course, I uh, seriously believe that, that Donald Trump lost this one. You get yeah. nothing. Right. You lose. Yep. Good day, sir. Well, he didn't get his wall. 
And that I think that is the big one of the big takeaways from all of that. He didn't get the wall out of the uh, the continuing resolution, so that was kicked down the road. Apparently, Buzz. I guess we're waiting to February eighth. That's the that's going to be the next shutdown. So go ahead and and mark your calendars accordingly. If you need the post office or the IRS anything like that, uh, try to take care of it within the next uh, what is it sixteen days now. Yeah, I can't. You know what? I can't wait to be moving right in the midst of another government <laughs> shutdown. That's going to be great. We're, we're Kimberly Johnson and I are moving back to the East Coast and and we're getting set up in the D.C. area. And certainly, there's going to be another government shutdown right as we're ready to step on an airplane where we need you know air traffic controllers and things like well, that. It will mean less traffic. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. that's true I, no it's true you do notice that it's a there's a marked difference in dc traffic having lived there and i know you have too yep but when the government ain't uh, open uh whether it's uh, for holiday or because of a shutdown or whatever uh you, the difference is very noticeable in traffic and congestion and just yeah. being able to enjoy the city. Well, think about it this way. Um, this is kind of a scary way to look at the shutdown. And this kind of occurred to me late on on Friday as we were watching the votes come down and, and the impending shutdown happening at midnight mm-hmm. Friday night, last Friday night. And I was thinking about it. I, I said, you know, I said to myself, a puppet of the Kremlin. All right. The, the president of the United States, who we have pr- pretty strong confirmation of, is a is a puppet of Moscow. And the party that is also aiding and abetting his endeavors as being a, a puppet of Moscow, who a, yep. a party that might also be compromised yep. by Russia, the Republican Absolutely. Party, mm-hmm. shut down the United States government. Yes. Well, when, yes, they did. When you when you look at it from the perspective of the Republican Party and Donald Trump being compromised by the Russians, the fact that the government shut down for just about three days, a little under a little under mm-hmm. three days is kind of a scary thought. I mean, I wonder what Vladimir Putin was saying to himself in his in his office at the Kremlin as all of this was going down. Or maybe he wasn't in the office over the weekend. He was in his own, I don't know, private gymnasium. And- he, he, no, he was, it was, no, it was Epiphany, and he was uh, diving shirtless into ice-cold water. Oh, that's uh, because right. It's, for, it's a religious thing. He's a very religious, a deeply religious man, as you know. And, uh, and besides, if you you can do that and take off your shirt he's all in so he uh he, that's what that's what he's been doing no this this plays into uh, there's so many things to address here this plays into uh, everything he's wanted all along yeah. what vladimir putin wants in the us and other western democracies is chaos yep. and boy did we get it here so he he wrings his hands and giggles with evil delight uh, whenever a thing like this happens oh yeah and and uh, but by mentioning uh, the russia probe and and what appears to have taken place uh, there and what may still be taking place. When it, when it comes to that, that's that's really the, to still, I said it last week, I'll say it again, that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. That's how we stop all this other crap, including government shutdowns, is by getting to that. And, and man, does it look like Mueller is moving in. Yeah. Uh, we, we just learned before the show that he talked to uh, James Comey uh, last, what, December, or at least uh, late last year. Yep. Uh, we now know that, and, and talked to him about, the the meetings with Trump and the memos and all of that. And also now today we learned that uh, he's uh, spent a few hours, or his investigators have at least, with Attorney General Jeff, Jeff Sessions. Sessions, right. Last right. week for hours, hours we're talking about. And the funny thing about that meeting is when Sessions came out of it, he, he didn't tell the president. He didn't tell <laughs> 
Trump that he had been having a chat with Mueller. Uh, and, does does and that seem so, like that seems yeah. like the mo now among the Republican Party? Just leave Grandpa out of it. He, he can well, he can sit over in the corner and ha- have a slice of cake, and and the rest of us will actually do the business of of the government over here. And that seems to be the part of it. Yeah. yeah, and Trump is learning about it today, as we are apparently, mm-hmm. and he won't be happy about it, and so expect some fun <laughs> ugliness. To come out of that, Sessions understandably uh, would be frightened to take this news to the president that he had been Mm -hmm. grilled for hours by Mueller's investigators, and especially considering how close he's come to being fired and or resigning at Mm -hmm. various points under Trump, who's not happy with him for all the reasons we've talked about before. (laughs) Uh, And and so now the, the thought is, but there may be another reason that Jeff Sessions didn't tell Trump about his interview with Mueller. Right. And, and, and that is that, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's easy to figure out. Maybe he's cooperating with Mueller. Yeah. Uh, even, even though Sessions is not charged with anything yet, he did lie about meetings with Russians. Uh, he did, was aware of contacts uh, between the Trump campaign and Russians. Oh, yeah. And uh, has, has, has lied about it. It, it just, it's it why he had to recuse himself from the investigation. So he's in a position, I believe, where Mueller can leverage him. What I'm reading now is Mueller doesn't ever expect to get anything out of Manafort, and Manafort knows that whatever value he may have as a witness is diminishing by the day, yeah, considering yeah. all the people that... So Manafort's going away. Yeah. Uh, so you just put him and, and Gates aside for a moment and look at uh, the charges against Flynn and Papadopoulos, who are cooperating with Mueller, and now... There's really strong reason to believe Sessions is cooperating with Mueller too. Yeah. Uh, so it'll, if if Sessions if Sessions could take all that pressure from Donald Trump to uh, uh, to recuse himself and then by listening to State Department professionals decide not or decide to recuse himself uh, against the president's wishes, uh, that indicates a guy who's at least uh, somewhat flexible in this regard. And well, so he may be cooperating now. On this front, there's a lot of trouble for Donald Trump brewing, and obviously this is, uh, I, I'm, I'm stating the obvious, this has been the case for a year and a half now, if not right. if not more. But uh, we've got the Sessions thing, of course, as you were just saying. Papadopoulos, now that Papadopoulos, there was some news uh, about him this week, and so far as his girlfriend apparently <laughs> is saying that Papadopoulos is going to be the John Dean in all of this he's gone yeah great right yeah i know that's fantastic uh i think rachel was last night saying something to the effect of uh there might be a language barrier there but i don't see how <laughs> there's a language barrier in comparing george yeah. papadopoulos to john dean and for those of you who don't know john dean testified in the watergate hearings and basically led uh, investigators to the secret tapes yeah. uh, along with uh, uh butterfield they both said uh, there's or is it butterfield did i get that right butterfield i also want to I, say I, re- I, re- I remember no it's butterfield, butterfield i remember okay. the name but i don't remember what what positions they played <laughs> because you know for a second this gives you an indication i'm a little hungry for lunch right now because i was well, thinking mrs butterworth somehow mrs butterworth yes. was involved that was the well, thought in my head it's it's after we're done here it's toaster waffles for you my friend <laughs> That's right. Giant stack of toaster waffles. But, but see, once again, I've gotten you off your initial question, right, uh, your right, initial right, right, subject, right, right. which so, was the government shutdown. And before we leave that behind, I've really been eager to ask you about that. Okay. Do you really, uh, you, you've you labeled it as a, as a failure for Trump in part because he didn't get the wall. A lot of people are calling it a, a, a defeat for Democrats 
I I think I even saw that you had written something I've not yet yeah. had a chance to read about uh, you can just kiss a DACA deal goodbye until after we have flipped Congress this fall. Yeah. Now this is this gets really complicated because there's on on one hand there's the ideological side there's the policy side there's the let's let's save the dreamer side which everyone on the the democratic side wants to do everyone wants right. to save the dreamers and and help them out and, and get them out of this conundrum that they're in brought on by donald trump revoking daca now uh but there's also a political side and the challenge for the democrats is to save the dreamers mm-hmm. while at the same time preserving DACA as a political issue during a midterm election. Mm. Now, this this may sound extraordinarily cynical of me, but the Democratic Party, I don't think, wants to allow a Republican Congress and a Republican president to save the dreamers. And while the Democratic Party mm. is p- actually pushing the issue, that is the truth of the matter. The perception overall in the long run is going to be, well, you know, when everyone brings up DACA and Dreamers and maybe racism that's happening in the Republican Party against Latinos and immigrants, then uh, the Republicans can just say, well, what are you talking about? We passed DACA. And you go, oh, oh, I guess I guess that's true. Donald Trump rescued Mm. the Dreamers. And and that's going to be that's going to be the perception going through the midterm. That's something that. The Republicans do can do to win back some Latino voters to say that Donald Boy, Trump. I don't and the, know. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I just looked at some Latino poll numbers. Uh, on well, that, yeah, and uh, you know, two two over two thirds of Latinos are strongly disapprove yeah. of, of of Trump. I don't see him winning them back no matter what he says because I don't think they trust him anymore. Well, and and it's interesting. And one of our concerns has been uh, Trump getting credit or the Republicans Republicans getting credit for certain things. Uh, and because, just because Trump is president, we certainly talked about the economy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, is is this great economy, which we know, you and I know, is mm-hmm. the work of Barack Obama right. and, and his administration. Uh, is Trump going to get the credit for that? And, and the answer is no. A Gallup poll shows that a wide enough majority of Americans, I believe it was set by a 7% lead, 56% of Americans, no already without our help bob that yeah. it was obama and not trump who gave us this economy yeah uh fewer than than half uh, obviously uh, you know would think uh, give the credit to trump so i'm not sure he could get the credit for daca if he tried to take it and just as a like a regular guy voter uh, i it leaves a bad taste in my mouth to hear that the democrats and you may be right but it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth to hear that they're using that ploy uh, in much the same way the Republicans used uh, the kids in the chip program yeah. uh, unnecessarily uh, to hold them hostage in order to get the Republicans, what, what, in order to get the Democrats to sign on to reopening the government even for just 17 days. Yeah. Uh, what, and it's a thing that both sides agreed on uh, in doing. The only reason the Republicans didn't do it is so they could use it now. As this bargaining chip, leaving the Democrats no choice but to either vote against the health of all uh, children in the United States or to vote against the people who were brought here as children uh, and and, uh, have lived for years in the United States. So it wasn't a great choice. And I I wish I could call it a, a win for progressives, but it doesn't feel like one to me. And I know 
It doesn't feel like one to Latinos. Well, that's true. And, and there is a major victory, I think, in there for the left insofar as Chip got extended for six years. And I think that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a really big deal. But at the same time, the deal to end the shutdown also included $31 billion in tax cuts, including a delay of several Obamacare taxes that were to be implemented, I believe, this year or late last year. Uh, and so that's all been uh, kicked down the road. So they're going to do that. And that's actually a victory for the Republicans. But I think the larger victory is on on chip and the fact that ultimately the the Republicans control both the executive branch and the legislative branch. And ultimately it's there. The, the onus is on them to pass government mm-hmm. funding. It's not on sure. the, the Democrats who are in, my, in the minority on the Hill. So right. that the blame, I think, is ultimately going to go to, to Trump. But I mean, going back to DACA for a second, there's another layer to all of this as far as getting mm-hmm. it passed, whether it's on February 8th or whether it's after uh, hope, a hopeful Democratic Congress gets uh, sworn in next year. The right. fact is, is that that DACA will never pass the House of Representatives. So any deal right. to get 60 votes in the Senate that Schumer may have made with Mitch McConnell is kind exactly. of a non-starter because there's exactly. no way it's going to pass the House anyway. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. So, I mean, I, I and that's another reason I feel we were had, Yeah, you know, is that we, uh, oh, gosh, uh, you know, we have McConnell promising everything's going to be fine in the Senate. You can <laughs> talk all you want. You can, it'll be open debate. Yep. Uh, as, as And then he mumbled under his breath for a while. Uh, you know, uh, he did. I swear he did. Yeah. He, uh, you know, and and but this means nothing, as you just said, over, over in the House. They made no such promises, and they will agree to no such deal. Yeah. So uh, we will be talking shutdown again uh, in uh, what sixteen days or sooner. Yeah, I think the government is absolutely going to shut down again because there will be no deal on DACA, and if Schumer makes another deal to to push it down to say, for example, what is it, the March fifth? deadline that, that Trump set on it arbitrarily. I mean, look, I mean, ultimately here, if the Republicans wanted to save DACA, all Trump would have to do was rescind his executive order from exactly. late last year where he repealed exactly. it. Everything would be fixed. Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. So this was a problem of Trump's making and now what he's done successfully, because of course everything Trump touches turns to shit. So Trump tries to make things better for himself and only makes things worse for himself. So he's handed mm-hmm. the, the Democrats an issue that they can carry with them through a midterm election year, securing nearly 100% of the Latino vote as a result. And, but going back to my original point about the Democrats mm-hmm. wanting this as an issue and, and yes. the Republicans potentially trying to co-opt it, which they won't be able to do because it won't pass the House. But ultimately, if it did pass somehow mm-hmm. through some mm-hmm. mysterious chain of events, then it's entirely possible that the, the Republicans could say, yeah, we saved DACA. And then they'll just they'll they'll be able to pick off maybe enough to swing some districts. I mean, there's cert- I they know. certainly will never gain back the support of the Latino community, at least the way that George W. Bush had it during his eight years. And, and the overall wave against them is too great. I, yeah. I just you know, that's just we're just talking about one issue here. And even if it caused a tick in in, yeah. in that area toward the Republicans. Uh, that's just uh, one drop of water in a giant blue wave coming <laughs> right. at them. Uh, I, 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 I don't want to be overconfident, but I am already very confident. Of course, anything can happen between now and then, but based on what we know today, I'm very confident that, that things are 
going to change this year radically late in the year. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. Obviously, the question mark still remains of the Senate, but that's a whole other discussion. According to a new poll, and I saw you shared this the other day, Buzz, 51% of voters say they would support the Democratic candidate in their congressional district over the Republican. Right. This is basically what they call the generic ballot. 39% say they said they would support the Republican candidate. This is right. a, a, a pretty big split. Not quite big enough for my taste. I mean, I'd love to see a I larger split, split than uh, whatever it is, uh, 12 points yeah. here or whatever. Well, it's interesting to see breakdowns of these numbers. For example, I saw mm. uh, uh, the percentage of Americans who approve of Donald Trump was in the latest uh, Gallup poll, 39%. Now, breaking that down, the number, the percentage of those who strongly support Trump yeah. is 20, 24%. 24%. That's, so you know what? my thought is when push comes to shove, <laughs> there are more people, <laughs> there are more troops to enlist. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And in fact, uh, I think I, you know, now I'm looking here. The Gallup poll is now down to 36% approval for right. Trump. I, as love, of, I cheer every time his approval goes down. Yeah, yeah. And my concern was, and, and Buzz, you and I have talked about this. I think we talked about it, in fact, last Tuesday, which is that uh, I was worried that Trump's poll numbers were actually starting to improve a little bit in the yeah, wake of fire and fury and shithole countries and all of that stuff. And, and, and they have. And I looked at a chart today that shows uh, the, the sort of longish term trend of, yeah. of Trump's uh, approval since uh, taking office. And it went, as all presidents do, started extremely high and has gone down uh, from there. But mm -hmm. in Trump's case, much faster and much deeper, uh, a much uh, harder, longer fall. And uh, he has had peaks along the way right. in which it looked like he, he was really picking up momentum and uh, where his support base really was bigger. But if you, if you draw a straight line across that graph of where it usually runs, mm -hmm. even, even that line, it, it, the, the numbers are even falling below that line. In other words, even his sort of average numbers are falling. And that tells me uh, that trickle by trickle, he's losing support. And as the election is still 10 months away, I'll take it. Yeah, according to the RCP uh, polling average here, around January 19th, he was at 40.1%. That's the RCP average of his uh, mm -hmm. disapproval. And now it's down to 39.6. So it has so dropped. Creeping. I guess you could chalk that up as being a reaction to the shutdown, although it, this we may be seeing the delayed Lots reaction from shithole countries, which, it's, you know, of course, I, I, think it, I, I ran it at about this point. This. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, at this point, it's cumulative. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, I think it's all these things snowballed in together. Uh, and, and it really, it, God damn it, it needs to be. It needs to be. This, his numbers, as far as I'm concerned, are still way too high. I don't understand how yes. they are, are this uh, overinflated. Yeah. It, it just, yeah, anger and, and blindness. Uh, I was reading uh, the, the breakdown, again, of the, the latest Gallup poll, uh, and yeah. I'm particu I've grown particularly interested in those Trump supporters. I'm really focused <laughs> on them now. What makes them tick? What are they thinking? And and yeah. you know how do we how do we deal with that? And one guy said, "I love him because not not his, I'm paraphrasing, but he was saying I love him because he's accomplished so much in his first year." 
<laughs> that's so, so funny. That's, that's some of what we're dealing with. Another lady says she supports him because uh, a lady said she supports him because he's taken such a beating that he's done a pretty good job <laughs> oh. considering the beating that he's taken from the media, the Democrats, and the Republicans. Poor, poor baby. Poor, poor so, Donald Trump taking such a beating for. Oh. So when he cries. When he cries, some other people cry with him. That's a, no, there, there's the president crying. Right. Yeah. Um, Stop whining. Once again, I, yeah, I just I, I got a comment again while we've got these these uh, the sounds playing here. Is that I've never seen any adult human being, whether president or not, who is this phenomenally whiny. I mean, he just <laughs> everything is whining and complaining yeah. and how unfair people are to him. It yeah. is uneffing believable. Just well, there's so many so many firsts about this guy that yeah. you, it's hard yeah. it's hard to keep track. I was going over the Guardian did a little rundown of what they thought were uh. the 12 oddest moments of the first year <laughs> of of the Trump presidency, <laughs> you know, spice Including Spicer. Yeah, they just, well, they picked like the top 12. Yeah. But I started, I was going over the list and I thought, oh my gosh, I'd actually forgotten some I of know. this. Thing. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, God, it's impossible. In fact, uh, I think it was on, on Friday we replaced the tennis ball machine with the fire hose of insanity. It's just, love it. That's it. That's it right there. Yeah, it's just it's just a fire hose of news and awfulness. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah, and it does. It just it still keeps coming. We it it comes so fast that you and I were both a little discombobulated on last week's show. Oh yeah, that uh, last Tuesday was a mess because you're just trying we to keep dizzy. up. Right. We yeah. were dizzy from everything that was going on around us, and it's almost as busy this week. It's just that. I don't know. Somehow nothing's happening that we know of right at this moment. Yeah. So we're at peace long enough to be able to talk about things. Exactly. Well, uh, one last thing on the shutdown uh, before uh-huh. we uh, take a break to talk about Blue Apron here. Schumer, uh-huh. Chuck Schumer has revoked his offer to consider the wall, which is one of the big breaking news stories of, of mm-hmm. Friday night mm-hmm. that he actually sat down with uh, with Donald yes. Trump and had a great meeting with him, agreed mm-hmm. to that he, he conceded on Schumer conceded on the wall in exchange for getting protections for Donald and Trump seemed like he was on board with that. And, of course, that uh-huh. was one of the many things that Trump did to completely stymie this, which is yet another reason why I believe this was a, this was a loss for Trump, because it just uh-huh. made him look foolish and out of touch and as if he was undermining his own party. So while it might not be a loss for the Republicans at large, I think ultimately it came out to be kind of a tie with maybe a slight advantage for the Democrats. I think the real loser was was Trump, uh, apart yeah. from his his party. Well, the real loser is the American people. But, well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's also true. That's a that's a, a, really a couple true. of things on this point. I believe it yeah. was in the the meeting with Schumer, but but I can verify these things that I've read uh, about all, all of this and that is that uh, but Trump is not even aware and and this became obvious, is not even aware of what Stephen Miller and others are doing. Different the the not only is the left hand of the White House not watching what the right hand in Congress of the Republican Party is doing, but even within the White House, the the right hands and left hands don't know uh, what each other are doing. Uh, and and this is a Trump is at the middle of all this. I believe it was Schumer who got to talking about the cost of the wall, which was initially proposed at eighteen billion, and then somehow I guess Stephen Miller. Uh, and this was a bigger number to include other security, but Stephen Miller said the cost would be a thirty-three billion. And Schumer was discussing this with Trump, and Trump said, eighteen billion. I can build it for less than that." <laughs> and, what an idiot! 
and and then and and you know what and you know what maybe maybe he can and under the the, the they keep trimming oh, it down God. and trimming it down and trimming it down so there's less and less wall john kelly apparently explained to trump that you know it's going to be hard to put this in a river uh mm-hmm. so you know that's not going to work <laughs> we're going to have to look at some alternatives or just yeah. we're going to have to leave parts of it open yeah uh, but you can still have your wall and i even heard and and it's interesting to hear about schumer's offer here mm-hmm. because i know some democrats have been saying just a few have been saying among themselves you know what let's just give him the wall <laughs> just you know just tell him we can have the wall and right. and out of that we can get a bunch of stuff that we really need so I, I hope that's the case. I hope that's the way that negotiation goes, and I'm glad you brought up the wall. Right, Well, because I think they know. I think the Democrats understand, and certainly Chuck Schumer understands, that there are already existing parts of a wall, right. and basically right. all Trump is going to do is maybe expand those parts and improve those parts <laughs> that are already there and then pass it off to his naive, gullible disciples as being, oh, look, I built the wall. It's a big, beautiful wall, and it's all there, And but it's it was already there so basically it's a big red herring it's not even a thing ultimately so that's why that why that's why it makes it so easy for the democrats to concede on that because they're basically just giving trump what what is already existing it's not like they're building this massive berlin kind of uh great wall (laughs) of of china across the uh the southern border like trump was originally promising this is just I mean, it's gone from being essentially the Berlin Wall to being uh-huh. like a fence, like a yeah, yeah just like something that you could uh, very easily climb over with a ladder. I mean, that's what seems <laughs> right, like where we are. Right, yeah. and, and there are, and again, it's just improving what's already there. So that's and, and he's yeah, he's building in the end. He's instead of a great wall uh, in his name that was going to be a big beautiful wall, and parts of it are going to be see through, <laughs> see through, right? Uh, the you know, wall. it's going to. We're gonna. There was. We want to make it see through. So that seriously, this was his thought that when uh, smugglers tried to throw bales of drugs over the wall, uh, we'd be able to see them. And right. That way, that way, the the bale of drugs wouldn't land on your head and kill you. So it was strictly a safety thing for Americans. But now it's just a part of a wall. And I reminded, and no one in the audience will appreciate that uh, unless they have a bong. But they may. That that. That may speak for a lot of the audience, uh, but I've always been a big fan of the comedy group from like the 70s, early 70s, I guess, called Fire Fire Sign Theater. Theater. And uh, I remember a scene, and it's all audio, of course, but I remember a scene in which uh, someone speaks of a great mural, Mm -hmm. another ambitious project, a great mural, and uh, the person next to him says, what's the the mural about? And he said, it's about the the struggle of the working man to finish the mural. (laughs) That's that's great. That is just great. I'm going to have to go look up that bit. I may have to use that at the top of the show yeah, one of these great. days. All right. Uh, okay. So, well, by, by the way, uh, coming up in just a second, I want to talk about others. Uh, uh, there's news coming to us from China. 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 We got China. China's in the uh, news, and we're going to talk about that coming up. Uh, someone's been compromised inside the Trump White yeah, House by, who. But by China. China's at it again. Uh, plus, we're going to talk about this uh, would-be terrorist attack that was planned uh, against CNN, so that'll be coming up in just yeah. a second here. Uh, okay. Blue Apron. Meantime, it's time to have some food, and I'm starving. Good Lord, I need lunch I right know. now. Yeah. <laughs> 
I've just been thinking in terms of uh, big stacks of pancakes and waffles <laughs> and things with Aunt Jemima syrup on them. Uh, but here, here's the thing. I, I, I have a problem buzzing so far as I tend to fall into a rut where I eat the same meal every day over and over again, whether it's for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks in between. It's always the same, and I'm stuck when it t- comes to variety. I'm just not well, you that. Well, you, you can't have toaster waffles every night. <laughs> That's right. But here's what I like best about Blue Apron. Instead of burgers for dinner or whatever the hell I I prepare, the same thing every day, I I might have seared steaks with thyme pan sauce, mashed potatoes, green beans, and crispy shallots. And and I can make it perfectly just by myself in under 45 minutes and without wasting any food and without having to go to the store. I like the, the variety at Blue Apron. I get my choice of a, a dozen new recipes every week right to my door. This month and next, Buzz, Blue Apron's teaming up with uh, Whole30 to bring you the healthy, delicious foods that fit the Whole30 diet. One with nice. a, a Mexican flair. So uh, no GMOs, no hormones, and for under 10 bucks a person, and Blue Apron has a meal plan that fits you, even one that includes a monthly bottle of wine from renowned winemakers. Brand new. I love this, and I can't wait to try the spiced pork with Korean rice cakes and baby bok choy, the vegetable fried rice with tagarashi peanuts. Did I get the pronunciation of that right? Let's say you did. Okay, good idea. And and two approved uh, two meals approved by Whole30, the chicken with kale orange salad and the seared steaks and warm lemon salsa verde with roasted broccoli and sweet potato. Go to blueapron.com slash B-O-B-C. Check out the menus and get $30 off your first order with free shipping. It's a great feeling to make incredible affordable meals at home when the food and recipes come from Blue Apron. Again, that's blueapron.com slash B-O-B-C. BC, write that down. Blueapron.com slash BOBC. Blue Apron, it's a better way to cook. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, welcome back to today's show. The Amazon link is back at BobSeska.com. Go there right now, do lots of shopping, and we collect a small fee from some of the things that you purchase. And that's all I have to say about that. That's all you need to know, really. <laughs> exactly. So thanks uh, thanks for, for doing that. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Uh, oh, yeah. This well, is you have, we- yeah, yeah, you have two things you want to talk about, and I'm going to mostly listen because I was deeply involved in writing you know, other news just before we did this. When these stories were breaking, yeah, uh, but yeah, please, somebody's compromised. You mentioned that was one of them. Yeah, yeah, we got to get to China in just a second here. But right. uh, in the meantime, there was a ter- would-be terrorist attack was thwarted, yes. and this guy was going to attack CNN headquarters, I believe. And right. one of the, uh, I think the the big takeaway from this is that his threat was fake news. I'm coming to gun you all down. That was the that was the would be assailant's message. As uh, this is a Michigan Michigan man accused of making threatening calls to CNN on uh, January 9th, an operator in Atlanta manning the public contact number for CNN received a phone call. According to a federal arrest affidavit unsealed on Monday, the mail caller launched into a threat: "Fake news! I'm coming to gun you all down! Fuck you! Fucking!" And then he says the N word here. Uh-huh. The caller then clicked off. I wonder who he's been influenced by. I, I, I don't want to. I hate to classify people. Yeah. Uh, but I just, if I had to make a guess, I'm going to say Trump supporter. <laughs> That's right. I think 
yeah. Uh, maybe. That could be. I don't know. We don't know for a fact. <laughs> no. But uh, we just know it to be true. Yes. <laughs> we don't know it for a fact. We just know it to be true. That's right. Uh, three minutes later, the same caller dialing from the same number again rang the CNN line. I am on my way right now to gun the fucking CNN cast down. Oh, my God. Fuck you, the caller said. The operator asked the caller his name. Fuck you, he responded. I'm coming to kill you. Wow. 30 minutes. It had to be had to be terrifying, really. Yeah. 30 minutes later, the caller again reached the CNN public switchboard. He whispered his threats. Quote, I'm coming for you, CNN. I'm smarter than you, more powerful than you. I have more guns than you, more manpower. Your cast is about to get gunned down in a matter of hours. According to federal law enforcement, the man on the other end was Brandon Greisimer of Novi, Michigan. I think that's how you pronounce that town. Novi, I guess it is. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so obviously this is uh, this is a Trump supporter who uh, is taking what Trump says very seriously. And in fact, Buzz, I- I'm surprised that this doesn't happen every damn day, given the uh, the fever Absolutely. pitch. Yeah, given the d- d- degree of uh, wow. the worship of Donald Trump combined okay. with the, uh, the, the way that he's made the press into an enemy and specifically CNN at every single one of his rallies for years now and continues to do the same in rallies and on Twitter. And whenever he gets his face in front of a microphone, it's always fake news, fake news, CNN going out. He he actually did it this morning. I mean, we heard news about this this morning, early this morning. And then Trump goes on and starts talking about Jim Acosta and Mm -hmm. fake news at CNN. Right. Just completely tone deaf. Doesn't continuing to continuing to throw gas on the fire. Right. Uh, we have seen uh, since the appearance of Donald Trump, uh, the widespread appearance of Donald Trump, uh, meaning specifically last summer uh, as the campaign was heating up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have seen uh, since then in uh, 2016. My how time flies. Uh, <laughs> since then, we have seen an increase in violence against Jews, uh, Muslims, yep. uh, and people of every color except white. Uh, and and all of this has been mm-hmm. fueled by Donald Trump. Yep. We lost a protester in the Carolinas who was mowed down by a car uh, by uh, uh, by a member of a group of people marching as white supremacists, uh, and uh, they felt free to do so more than ever under Donald Trump. Yep. Uh, and and yes, his continuing attacks on CNN uh, ha- have pushed people to the edge. You know, we saw what happened with the the pizza parlor and the bookstore in D.C. where the guy comes charging in with a gun because he's sure that's where Hillary Clinton is hiding her child prostitutes. Uh, you oh know, it's it, these are the kinds of... And, 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 and that theory was fed by the son of the president, was the would-be president's yep. uh, national security advisor. Uh, this is the Trump, Trump and, and the people he's chosen uh, this is the kind of thing we can expect. Like you said, I'm surprised. We're surprised. We don't see more of it. Oh yeah, the presidency is a is a powerful, powerful position for for so many different reasons. It's a it's a kingly office. It's one of those offices uh, inside the government that we look to primarily as being the you know, the barometer for how we should behave as a nation. Mm-hmm. And and Trump, w- whether intentionally or not, and most of it's intentional, is uh, is giving people cover, is, is encouraging people, is giving people permission, tacitly or otherwise, mm-hmm. to behave with malice. I mean, we I, I referred to it a few weeks ago as being 
cruel whimsy. I think there is a strain of just anger and grievances and mm-hmm. and malice yes. toward a lot of people. A lot and of he, he tapped that. I mean, if Trump has done anything well, it's tapping that. It's if he's good at any kind of marketing. It's capturing that. And it's just his his behavior sets an example for so many other people. So when you have this level or in, of or in, or inspires them. Yeah, inspires them. Absolutely. And when you have this level of visibility and this level of horrible, horrible be- mm-hmm. behavior, all you gotta say is, Well, why why is my behavior wrong? Look at the president. The president's acting the same way. Right, it was like I posted right. on Twitter a photo of a kid at at, at the yes. women's march on, on yes. Saturday. And it said, uh, I'm not allowed to act like the president. Right. And I imagine that's kind of a thing. That's kind of a thing among uh, 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 parents and children right now. Oh, don't, sure. Don't act like the president. He is not behaving properly. This is maybe the first time, certainly in our lifetimes, Buzz, that, so, that, that parents have had to say to children, don't act like the president. That's not how decent people behave. And, and it's inspired. And I saw you uh, call somebody out uh, on on some claim, and you you were sort of quoting them back to the quoting back to them yeah. uh, with the word "mommy." And mm. I used that on uh, a conservative <laughs> the other day, uh, who said, "You know, it, again, it was with the but Hillary thing, and and or it, it wasn't Hillary, but it was it was it was shifting blame or comparing yeah. something Trump had done. Actually, the government shutdown to to Carter. And among my other rebuttals was. Mommy, Jeremy did it. Uh, Jeremy did it too. And where where do they get that? Where do they get permission to to talk like that? Well, they get it from the president and his people who do exactly the same thing. Uh, at the early on, going back to the first shows you and I did together, we we uh, laughed and cried about the fact that Trump is a six year old, and then we had to revise ourselves and say, no, actually, six year olds are are more level headed. Yeah, than, than than Trump is. Uh, what we're saying is an insult to small children. Yeah, I think Trump's behavior is is unique to, I believe, his demographic. There's a certain demographic of of white mm-hmm. uh, older men who have mm-hmm. been indoctrinated by Fox News, but but mm-hmm. just brainwashed by Fox News. And we can talk about brainwashing of my dad, which is an amazing documentary that that sort of chronicles that entire phenomenon. And we're seeing Trump as being a, uh, a, a I wouldn't say a victim of it but certainly a participant in all of that uh and mm-hmm. and so that and that's something that i think is uh, almost at epidemic proportions we have an entire generation of of older white men who just are locked into this line of thinking where they believe that now because donald trump was elected they can lash out with their racism and their resentments and and all of their dissatisfaction with the way the world is going whether it's transgender people or whether it's social justice warriors or whether it's black lives matter or whether it's same-sex marriage or or barack obama being president any of that they're pissed off about it and they're going to let us know even if it's in person even if it's people we know saying it to us people we know and respect it's just it's some it's one of those things that i think is going to take a long time to repair and and rebottle um yeah and it will and and it will be painful it will be ugly uh and i've even had uh, it was uh, asked if i thought there would be a civil war Mm. and i said i i hope not but i I think it's i'm afraid that it's possible because of of this division uh the only thing we can hope i think our best hope is that that a uh, minority keeps getting smaller. And an analogy, if I may, because I love those, uh, to bees. Uh, bees are more likely to sting you, be angry, when they're 
in their final days when they're dying. Yeah. The bees are more prone. And like the older, overweight, white male voter, mm-hmm. uh, they are angry. Yeah. Uh, and and I, whether they know it or not, and sometimes I think they don't realize that they are marching to their own extinction. Yeah. Uh, but they are. And that's, if there's any hope for the future, for young people, even for us, it's that their numbers will for whatever reason, mm-hmm. either through conversion or attrition, uh, continue to shrink. Well, here's the solution that they came up with in that uh, documentary that I, I've been talking about so much. It's such an important documentary as a uh, as a signpost of our time, uh, of, of this time. And it's that uh, this documentarian, the way she was able to rescue and deprogram her father is by signing him up for all kinds of uh, real news newsletters to his mm-hmm. email address. So he was getting, he st- instead of, wh- what she did is she clandestinely got onto his laptop or whatever, unsubscribed him to a bunch of uh, right-wing <laughs> oh, cool. newsletters, and then signed him up for like the Washington Post and the New York, New York right. Times and all of this. And, right. and I've heard of some people doing this, and I think this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. When you go and you visit your, your dad, your Fox News watching dad, and say, for example, he leaves the room to go to the bathroom or he runs out to the store or something like that. Mm-hmm, Grab mm-hmm. his remote and apply a parental control to Fox News Channel and Fox <laughs> Business Channel oh. and lock it out with a code that only you know. No, no, because he can still kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That is no, if he, true. If he found that was blocked, uh, it would be hell to pay. I'd never get away with that. And he doesn't do computers. My dad doesn't. Yeah. So I can't do that either. But I'll tell you what I did do in that regard. And I may have uh, I may have talked about this months ago yeah. on, on this show. And that is that uh, the last time I visited him uh, this, this past year, and I'll be seeing him again soon. Mm-hmm. The last time I visited him, uh, he did something unbelievable after yeah. Uh, months and months and months of refusing to discuss politics with me at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the two of us agreeing that perhaps it was best that we don't. Uh, one day on my most recent visit, we were sitting there and he asked me, uh, so what's the deal with the, this whole Trump thing? <laughs> and I proceeded to t- tell him the story as we knew it at that point. And you know what, Bob, I'm very proud. I don't, I don't, I'm just, and we haven't discussed it any further again. It's just something we don't talk about, but <laughs> I know, but I, I, I'm so pleased. And I know that I did some good because so much of what I told him a year ago has been borne out as proven to be wow, true yeah. or at least likely. <laughs> uh, so he realizes that gives me huge relief because he realizes I'm not nuts. You know that I'm yeah. not that I haven't just gone off the deep end as I have been accused of by many conservatives. Yeah, I'm in the same position. My dad and I do not talk politics, and you know what? We right. always used to. We always used to mm-hmm. talk about yeah. politics yeah. because there was enough overlap where we at least mm-hmm. we could talk about politics mm-hmm. from an analytical point of view. Like we could talk about the strategy and the game of politics at the very least. But since uh, since the rise of Trump, it has not been a topic that, that my dad and I have been able to share, which I think mm-hmm. is is kind of sad. I wish I hope that is something, especially as I'm moving back to the D.C. area. I hope that's something that we can find in common again. And I know for a fact that he's actually, at least from what I've heard, because, of course, I don't talk about it with him. But from from what I've heard from my brother is that he actually stopped watching Fox News Channel quite Ah. some time ago. Like he went cold turkey. He was like, I'm done with politics. Uh, You know, I'm going to stick with ESPN. (laughs) 
and just watch ESPN. <laughs> and, and you know what? But he still, even through his Fox News days, my dad sure. still read the Washington Post from cover to cover. And mm-hmm. so I think that was an important uh, means of him actually being able to escape the the pull the tractor beam right. of Fox News Channel that has a hold on so many people who are uh, maybe right. seventy plus and and, and who might and have the a, more and the more he sees of this bearing out yeah uh, the 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 more um, flexible he may be the more open he may be to uh, some other ideas sure. in that regard and we hope for that and and I I still hope to some degree that when people and I hope more people do when they finally see the degree of criminality here yeah. in this administration that they too will say, you know what? He is a creep. Yeah. Uh, I, that's, that's where I hope this is headed. Well, that, I mean, that's what's still confounding to me to this day, buzz. And I didn't really mean to get off on a whole tangent about the, uh, oh, the no, whole, the good. whole Trump effect, but I think this is all, always great to, uh, to recap yeah. all of this. You know, what's shocking to me is that otherwise decent people, seem to be supporting this malicious, malicious president. And I keep going yeah. back to that word or uh, the, the cruelty of Donald Trump, the the bad behavior. And I'm not just talking about the Stormy Daniels stuff or the pussy grabbing stuff. I'm just talking about in general his overall disposition as being just a nasty dickhead. And they don't see it as that. They yeah. see it as somebody who's strong and manly. And I'm not I'm not kidding. I mean, that's that's what they see in him. Yeah. I will say this, yeah, in, uh, dropping back just a bit to the 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 shrinking support yeah. and 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 how the tide can be turned of that uh, 20 I've always said and and I've said it repeatedly it was worth repeating uh, continually mm-hmm. and that is that 15% of the population is insane and we will never win them over <laughs> If, 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 if the people, the, if the people who the 24% that still strongly approve of Trump, mm-hmm. you deduct 15% from that. And now you're really talking about a small group of people. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got this. I'm telling you, we've got this. All right. Well, on that note, let's take one last break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about China right after these words. You can't always get a clean. You can feel good about inside and out. Unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. There's those horns, my middle-aged man horns. Doesn't that rock? <laughs> Waiting for the yes, it does. And and you know what? I, I go in these uh, cycles, Buzz, and I don't know if you're the same way. I mean, you're a music lover, so 
I, I would assume that you also do, but I get in these uh, these phases where I fall in love with a band. Yeah. And, I, you know, I have all of my standby favorites that I always go back to. I love Rush. I love U2. I love, right. uh, you know, uh, uh, Yes. I mean, there are all kinds of bands that mm-hmm. I really, really am into, uh, uh, the Foo Fighters. Um, yes. But there are bands that I, I stumble onto, and it could be one of those bands, but it could also be just kind of an outlier band that when I start listening to them, I can't stop listening to them. And in this case, <laughs> it, it's Chicago. I can't stop listening to Chicago. On, uh, I believe it was uh, Saturday or Sunday, I watched a, uh, a new documentary that's out on Netflix. Flicks about Chicago, and it just—I just fell in love with Chicago again. And it's not that I used to not like them; I've always kind of liked Chicago, especially as being a boy of the '80s. I—you I, uh, know—I had—I uh, think I had Chicago 17 on cassette. <laughs> And, and uh, well, sure. love that. That was, of course, uh, not not real Chicago. It was Peter Cetera and David Foster Chicago, but oh, it was still Chicago. Right. And uh, and and now I'm I'm just I can't get enough of their '70s material. So I'm just listening to all of their albums that they've got. I don't know, twenty, thirty it's, albums. It's again, it's powerful and manly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know if you go through the phases like that. I mean, I remember yes, like oh, oh, last summer, I fell in love with Journey for a period of time where I couldn't stop listening to Journey, uh, Foo Fighters after that i was just back in, into foo fighters and listening to that and creating uh, playlists on my itunes with foo fighters and all these bands yeah. and uh it's just it's one of those things that i do and i and it's and it's really I, the only other way i can describe it is i just i fall in love with those bands i get a crush on those bands and i can't I can't. It drives everyone around well, me nuts. I know Kimberly Johnson's over in the next room going, "Oh my God, I wish you would stop singing along to twenty five or six to four. And I was just like, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sorry, I, I can't, I can't help it. I have to, I have to do it. You yeah, know? well, yeah, they're yeah. they're very catchy. Yes, they are. Uh, and 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 peppy and all of that. And there's so many great <laughs> stories that uh, makes associated. me feel really old that you're describing the band <laughs> no, that I like peppy, as peppy. Peppy is good. Peppy is good. <laughs> peppy is a, a young thing, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it, it it is indeed. It may not be a young word, but it's a young feeling, and yeah. that's that's the the thing I meant to imply. There. Right, but, right. Uh, so many great stories about them. Uh, starting out as Chicago Transit Authority, and then yep. being sued by the Chicago Transit Authority yeah. to, to 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 alter that name. And the story about twenty five to six to four is what the hell did that mean when that when that song came out? What did the title mean? Yeah, uh, they were recording all night long in Colorado, and. Uh, uh, one of the one member of the band said, "Anybody know what time? Does anybody know what time it is?" Yeah, and uh, the other guy sleepily said, "I don't know, twenty five or six to four, meaning yeah. twenty five or twenty six to four a.m." Exactly. Uh, but uh, so we uh, we should learn that it got banned yeah. in Singapore. That song got banned in Singapore because they thought it was a drug reference. That was the the sure. backstory. <laughs> that well, a- so many of those songs were that yeah. just wasn't one of them. Right, right. Okay, so uh, yeah. spe- speaking of young people, let's talk about Jared Kushner, who's apparently peppy. Yeah, he was also very, very peppy and <laughs> and uh, hairless. I should also add, <laughs> and uh, naive, and and he's also compromised by uh, by, of course, China. And uh, this is something. This is a brand new story out of the New Yorker. Uh, yeah. Just a, a massive, massive bombshell story. W- one of many stories where this administration proves itself to be so. Com- Completely incompetent. I mean, just yes. we, we always talk about repairing the damage after the Trump years and the damage that's been created by the Trump administration also extends to major, major breaches of national security. And this is mm-hmm. this would be one of them. The administration was warned back in December that China was attempting to compromise a member of the Trump family. And it turns out 
It's Jared Kushner and Ivanka right. Trump. Right. Uh, Kushner met with the. Uh, I mean, it's, it's typically, what happens when uh, members of an administration, especially an incoming administration, uh, mm-hmm. uh, rise to office and they're getting ready, especially during the transition, they're advised to surround themselves with note takers and other experts in whatever. A particular country they happen to be having communications with and those people are always in the room to make sure that your side of the story is well documented as opposed to in this case china china's side of the story so and as the new yorker put it in jared kushner's case when he met with a chinese official there was no one in the room who could even spot beijing on a map that's right that's because they were so unfamiliar and never mind not having the people with years of foreign uh, intelligence and foreign uh, relations expertise uh, with the Chinese. Yep. Uh, he, not only did he not have experts, uh, these are people who had no clue whatsoever. Yeah, so so Kushner met with the Chinese ambassador shortly after the inauguration without any note-takers or any witnesses. No witnesses. Uh, Kushner continues to have access to presidential daily briefs, even though he doesn't, and this is another revelation in the article, even though yeah. he doesn't have any security clearance yet. He was offered a... A, a temporary sort of a tacit uh, clearance, but he was not officially approved for a full-on security clearance. So, so Jared Kushner, even though it's very likely he's been compromised by the Chinese, continues to enjoy access to PDBs. He is one of 14 mm-hmm. Trump administration officials who have mm-hmm. access to the presidential daily briefs. That's twice as many as in the Obama administration when only seven people had access to those. Right. And I believe they all had security clearance. Yep. Uh, like Kushner, many of the people with that access in the Trump administration do not. And in Kushner's case, could not even get uh, national security clearance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so you and we all rewind to one of our favorite uh, Trump episodes, which was Trump's Mar-a-Lago chocolate cake summit with <laughs> President Xi of China. And so uh, during this, well, actually right before this meeting in Mar-a-Lago, uh, Kushner uh, spoke with Chinese delegates uh, or the Chinese delegation before the big chocolate cake summit at Mar-a-Lago about Kushner's business interests in China. Mm-hmm. And then if you remember, we learned sometime uh, about midway through last year that while President Xi met with Trump and they had a big uh, delicious chocolate cake, uh, Beijing regulators approved three three right. trademark applications from Ivanka's company to That's sell illegal. it's not it's not allowed you you can't you right. can't mix business and uh, national interests yeah it is her, her handbags her jewelry and her spa right. services all approved uh for uh for Beijing and then on December 13th this is just uh, last month at the recommendation mm-hmm. of Sergey Kislyak the Russian mm-hmm. ambassador Kushner met with good god Sergey Gorkov Who's the head of Venetia Conan Bank or VEB? That's mm-hmm. the that's the state-owned bank. It's basically an extension of the Kremlin, run by Kremlin stooges to funnel all kinds of oligarch money through that institution. Obviously, much of it going to Vladimir Putin and Medvedev and all of these other Russian officials. Uh, but, you know, uh, 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 Kushner is meeting. I almost Kislyak. Kushner is meeting with Kislyak and Sergey Gorkov. I mean, Gorkov is a. 
big effing deal. I mean, he is right there, almost at the same level uh, as Vladimir Putin as the head of VEB. And, right. and and this is all to further Kushner's business goals, which, of course, is compromising information. This is this absolutely compromises Kushner, which in turn compromises Ivanka Trump, which in turn compromises the president. So not only is the president compromised by Russia through at the very least his money laundering endeavors and his business endeavors in Russia, not even taking right. into consideration all the other links, but yeah, but also Kushner and Ivanka are also compromised by both Russia and and China. Both of those countries. And that Good is... Good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great job. Way to make America great again. This is always, always winning the Trump administration. As Meanwhile... Well, I was just going to say the bottom line here, as, as you said, incompetence. And uh, it's easy to be so angry about everything that's going on to think, well, uh, Kushner's a crook. And, yeah. you know, maybe he is. But what happened here in, in this breach of 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 protocol uh, that uh, left him in a position where uh, the because there are no american witnesses the chinese can say anything they want to yeah. about their meeting with him and they've got him they've <laughs> right. got him by the balls and and uh, you know they certainly know that kushner uh, lied uh, the us government knows that kushner lied when he yep. said he hadn't met with them about Trump and Kushner business affairs when, in fact, the Chinese have already revealed that he has. So, yes, the Chinese have him compromised. The Russians have him compromised. Can this get any worse? And, and again, it's because it's because Kushner wasn't out to do something evil, although that was the net result. He was looking for profit, and he, he was acting because he thought he could br- bring a businessman sensibility, the thing the American voter wanted, apparently, uh, that he could bring a businessman sensibility to – uh, diplomacy, yeah. and it, it just doesn't work that way, and it left him in a compromised uh, position that he wouldn't be in if he had just followed government protocol, and that's true all around. Yeah. So it's uh, you got Russia, you got China, uh, you know, it uh, they just it doesn't get any better than this, does it? Oh yeah, yeah, and in fact, they're they're the worst of both worlds. They're bu- they're not only crooks who are engaged in illicit activities using Russian money and laundering Russian money, and and now we're hearing uh, about all these links to China, but they're also useful idiots. I mean, they're... Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. We, Stooges we, of their own kind. Stooges of their own making. Yeah, exactly. Where this becomes more appropriate every day. Yes, and they, Mr. Magoo is just... They're just stumbling into one... Oh, Magoo, yeah. you done it again. Yeah, they're, they're just constantly stumbling into these... <laughs> these uh, compromised situations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, Kushner and Ivanka have developed this relationship with this woman named Wendy Dang Murdoch. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you might recognize that last name since she's the ex-wife of Rupert Murdoch. The, now, there's evil. Yeah. There's the Rupert. You just play some kind of evil music whenever you say Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> Use yeah. the same <laughs> evil music you used for Dick Cheney and Steve Bannon. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so so there's that. And, and Wendy Deng Murdoch uh, was reported by the Wall Street Journal as being a Chinese spy. And, and this is coming from the Wall Street Journal, which happens to be owned by Rupert Murdoch. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's where that comes from. Uh, Wendy, oh, by the way, Rupert Murdoch, <laughs> Rupert Murdoch was severely injured. Did you hear about this story? The Rupert Murdoch story? He, no, I did not. He was uh, he injured his back in, in a serious. I think it's a serious back injury. Rupert Murdoch had a strange yachting injury. 
which can only happen <laughs> to a super rich guy that he was actually injured right. while yachting. I didn't know. I didn't know you get seriously injured while yachting, that especially poor the guy. Is he all right? <laughs> I know it's it's so sad. I guess we should wheel out this music again for oh, every pity party for Rupert Murdoch. I well, uh, you know what's funny is thoughts and I, prayers, etc. I never know what to make of the Wall Street Journal because on one hand, their editorial board is clearly behind Donald Trump. Yeah. On the other hand, they've got reporters who are writing stories about the hush money that uh, Trump uh, and Trump's attorney paid uh, to Stormy Daniels. Yeah. So, you know, it's on one hand, I you know, it, it seems like reporters at that paper are doing one thing while the editorial board does something else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know what? Some of the best reporting on uh, on Trump Russia has come to us from the, the, the Wall Street Journal. And, it has. And, and I wonder what happens in the heads of Trump supporters when they pick up their copy of the Wall Street Journal to check out the op-ed section. Well. And they see these other Russia stories. I mean, the cognitive dissonance that they must be experiencing on this issue and so many other issues has got take to heart. Be, yeah, yeah. Take take heart in that many of them don't read. <laughs> right, right. But the, the ones who do, I mean, no wonder they're pissed off. No wonder <laughs> they're angry because yeah. the things that they're being told by Fox News Channel and by their twisted, demented spaz of a president is constantly being contradicted by their own media uh-huh. sources. I mean, you could just look at Shep Smith alone on Fox News Channel, and <laughs> and if they end challenging, up... Challenging their core beliefs. Yeah. I mean, what happens when they turn on the TV and Shep Smith is on there <laughs> giving them a gigantic heaping dose of reality? Yeah. They, they just have to be going, I, I don't... You know, just like it gets to the point where they're just the... the the, the guy from Scanners, where the head just blows <laughs> up, just in a big burst of blood and gore. Mine almost did when I heard this music, because I can't believe our time is up already, except for people sticking around for the post-mortem show. But uh, this is the literally the fastest hour of my week. <laughs> I know, mine, mine too. And we never, you know what? I got to, we, I think we only got to half of what I intended to talk about today. Yes, There's, but it was the best half. We're going to talk about uh, the hashtag release the memo coming up here. Devin uh-huh. Nunes and, uh, oh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones derped his way into a big, uh, <laughs> big fuck up today. We're going to talk about Him Alex again. Jones. Yeah, I know. Plus uh, some more poll numbers, maybe. And, oh, Chris Ray. This is a massive story. We didn't get to Chris Ray. Yes. Oh, well, that's <laughs> about that going to talk about that that's coming up on the post-mortem show uh at our patreon page go and sign up now uh just some plugs here buzz burbank can be found at buzzburbank.com and at michael j elston you can find uh, jody hamilton at from dash the dash bunker.com and from the bunker jr on twitter uh jen kirkman's tour dates can be found at jenkirkman.com kimberly johnson's at patreon.com slash start me up and author kimberly on twitter David Ferguson over at Compromat Band on Facebook and at T-Rex to see on Twitter. Stephanie Miller Show at StephanieMiller.com. Support all those people and, and go yeah. do it right now. That's it for us. We'll see you on Thursday, folks. And, oh, Postmortem Show coming up next. Bye-bye. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir!